Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks again for joining me on this chapter day journey. John 14, where we're at, verse 27 was the one that resonated with me this morning. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Today's podcast is entitled Peace Amidst Conflict. One of the most instrumental classes of my entire education was eighth grade English with Mrs. McLaren. Not only did she teach me about how writing is structured, but she also taught me about how story is structured. She was the first teacher to teach me that every good story contains conflict. Now, conflict comes in many forms. It might be good versus evil, conflict between God and a person, conflict between a person and their world, a person against another person, a person fighting against themselves or nature. Our lives and our world are filled with conflict, and conflict disrupts peace. Now, in the great story, conflict is unleashed like a torrent in Genesis chapter 3. Evil disrupts the peace and harmony of the garden by causing the man and woman to question what God has said. So here we have good versus evil. And then tempts the man and woman to eat the forbidden fruit. This creates conflict in the form of shame and blame between God and his creation, which is God versus the humans, and between the man and the woman. So there we have person versus person. The result of this conflict is more conflict. God kicks the man and woman out of the garden, so now we have God versus the humans, and curses the evil one, so we've got God versus evil or good versus evil, and curses the man to toil and curses humanity to death. So there we have man versus his world and man versus himself and man versus nature, and curses the woman to pain in childbirth and the struggle with man. So now we have woman versus a world and woman versus man. And the whole thing establishes a special animosity between the woman and the evil one. So now we have the woman versus evil. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of conflict going on. In today's chapter, Jesus is sharing with his followers on the night before he is to be crucified. Unlike the other three biographers of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, who focus on the events of Jesus' final night and day of his crucifixion, John dedicates four of his final seven chapters to all the things Jesus told them on that fateful night. As the last of the four biographers, and as one writing from a waypoint much further down life's road, John is writing from the perspective of what his readers need to hear. Now, most followers of Jesus at that point know the events because the other three biographies have been spread and read far and wide. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, John realizes that Jesus' followers need to hear what Jesus told them the night before his execution. In reading Jesus' story, people often forget to consider these final hours of Jesus' earthly life in the context of the great story. I mean, I've said all along that one of John's themes in his biography of Jesus is identity. And in today's chapter, I can identify 
all of the players from Genesis 3. Jesus even references the evil one in today's chapter when he says, quote, the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, end quote. Now back in Genesis 3, God said this to the evil one, quote, I will put enmity, conflict, between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel, end quote. Now after that garden incident, the evil one identified as the prince of this world was given dominion over all the kingdoms of this world. The evil one even offered to Jesus all the kingdoms of this world when he was tempted before the beginning of his ministry, asking that Jesus merely just bow down and worship me. I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. Jesus refused, and the conflict continues. Now we have here in the upper room and in the garden, the night before his crucifixion, God, the incarnate Christ. We have man in the disciples. We have woman. In fact, there were several women in Jesus' entourage who were there. And the woman of the prophecy of Genesis 3 in the person of Jesus' mother, Mary, who was also present with them, living with them, traveling with them. What is happening in the story is more than mere happenstance. What's happening on this night before Jesus is crucified is a cosmic convergence and climax to the great story. In light of all this conflict, I find it fascinating that Jesus says that he is giving his followers peace. Now, a peace that's different than the world can give or what you can find in the world. And that they shouldn't allow their hearts to be troubled or afraid. So in the quiet this morning, I can't help but think about what chaotic times we live in. I can't help but think about the tremendous lack of peace that I see amidst fear of death and fear of COVID and fear of those who don't think the same as they do, with fear of tragedy, fear of anarchy, or fear of fill in the blank. Yet Jesus wanted me, his follower, to experience peace amidst the turmoil, still being stirred up by the prince of this world and all the age-old conflicts that have plagued human beings since the fourth chapter of the great story. As I mull these things over, I realized this morning that I experience greater peace today than at any other time of my life journey. Now, this isn't because my circumstances have changed, but because I've changed. The further I get in my spiritual journey, the more I grow in relationship with Jesus, the more I've experienced the peace he references in today's chapter. As I see the world growing more anxious and fearful, I've grown less so. I find it important that Jesus told me not to allow my heart to be troubled. I have a say in this. I have a choice. I can allow the fear and anxiety being stirred up and peddled by the prince of this world to keep me tied up in knots today. Or I can believe Jesus, trust his word, and embrace how the great story ends with all things working together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. The more I truly and consciously choose the latter, 
the more I experience peace. I hope you have peace today, my friend. Have a good one. We'll be back here tomorrow.